welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello, amazing podcast community. I feel like it's been a while since I've tuned in. And I must say, I was not expecting to do this podcast right now. A large part of the way that I'm choosing to show up in the world and the way that I'm choosing to run my quote business unquote is really about just moving from feeling moving away from the story of strategy and structure as much as possible and just leaning into what feels right moving from the seat of my soul rather than the craziness of my mind And so when I feel inspired, I take action. And so interesting, I'm sitting here in Amsterdam, and I'm in this attic. It's like this attic studio, and it's windy. I just got off the phone with a a soul sister, and we were talking about a podcast that's coming up. By the way, we're going to have a podcast with a few different women's voices on it around how to touch a woman. So for all of the women listeners, stay tuned for that. Share it with your men. And for all the men, be sure to stay tuned because we were having this conversation with um, a group of us women around some of our most recent sexual experiences with men And from working with men, I know deep down that men really do want to show up and be the best lover she's ever had, which I also have another episode way back, I think, around in the 40s of be the best lover she's ever had. So I invite you to tune into that as well. I should probably start linking these in the show notes. So if I don't get too lazy, they'll be in the show notes. But anyways, this, um, this podcast is all about shame. And most importantly, it's about de-shamifying myself, being open and honest and raw with you about some of the shame that I've carried in my my sexual self some of the shame that's kept me from fully embodying all parts of me some of the shame that I've taken on myself some of the shame that's been pressed upon me by society and importantly more than shame it's about I'm de-shamifying myself 
And it's so interesting, like, as I was thinking about this podcast and I started thinking about all of these other experiences that I wanted to share, and then I started thinking about how powerful it would be to bring other people on for a de-shamifying series. So if you're interested, if you like this episode and you're interested and you want to hear more, please let me know, write in, send me a message through my website or Facebook, and let me know what you like, and I can continue to bring on more inspired content. So this particular shame story is so interesting because um, so much has happened in the last year, my goodness, especially in really tapping into the root of my sexuality and uh, unlocking one of the most powerful doors. It's interesting because it's been inching open over the past three years, but it really like finally burst open in the last year. And... You know, I had this story, this guilt story, when I was back in Goa this last year. And the guilt story was that, like, I had multiple different men that I was interested in. And I was like, yeah, well, I just, I feel so guilty. Like, I feel so guilty, like, connecting with multiple different men on the same day. And a girlfriend and I were joking and we're like, well, the only way uh, out of shame is through it. So, and it was so funny because that that day I think I ended up like, I don't know, making out with three different men and, uh, you know, having some fun exploration with one of them and then ended up sleeping with another, you know, like all in one day. And I was like, well, that was, and I think I said, you know, the only way out of shame is through it. And I think I said that like that day or the day before or something like that and now when I think about all of that, I'm like, that's so silly that I was so, like, um, that I had that shame story. Yeah, that I had that shame story of that, you know, I couldn't connect with multiple lovers. And all of these people, all of these men, two of them in particular, I still have really beautiful connections with. And one of them was just kind of fun. And um, But, yeah, I think there's a lot of shame, especially for women around uh, hooking up with, multiple different men in a short time period I think there's a lot of shame around having multiple partners there has been and there still is I mean in my community is polyamory and multiple partners is definitely more of a thing I know in the most of the world they're still in the story of the monogamous paradigm which is definitely not my paradigm and it hasn't been for quite some time um but yeah I think that shame like Shame is huge in our world and especially in the area of sex and sexuality. It comes from our cultures, it comes from our religions, it comes from our society. And I'm really at this point in my life where I'm expanding out of the shame box and really starting to question all of the stories that I've been taught to believe to be true and inviting you to question those things as well. So this first episode, I want to talk about my period shame. Oh, it feels so liberating that I can even have a fucking podcast on this shit. Like, literally, this has been huge for me. Um, so I want to take you back to when I was 18. I had just moved to California. And at this point, you know, I had had multiple encounters with men, um, sexual experiences, but they were, you know gosh like when I think about like my first 15 sexual experiences they weren't ever really that great 
And many of the times I felt used, and I'm sure many of the times I was used. I mean, fuck, I don't blame them. Like, we don't know. Nobody knew what the hell they were doing. Like, I think we're supposed to do this, right? Yeah, it feels good, kind of. Um, sure. Like, is this love? Is this, is this how it works? I mean, fuck. That's really how my first, yeah, few years of sex went. Um, but I remember I was 18 and there was this guy that I really liked. This guy that I really liked. Like, I had just moved to California, and I met him on a cruise on my 18th birthday, and six months later, I moved to California, and I was, like, 30 minutes away from him, and we were in Santa Barbara, and I remember one night, like, you know, we, I think this was, like, the first night we slept together or something like that, and I woke up the next morning, and there was blood on his sheets, and oh my god, I was so fucking embarrassed. I'm 18, you know, and this is the first time I'm, like, having sex with this man. And, you know, we're in college, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's blood on his sheets. And I felt so bad. And he's also 18, so he's probably, like, grossed out. And like, I don't know what his story was. Like, he didn't shame me, but I could definitely feel that there was, like, a slight contraction, right? And um, I never forgot that. I felt so much shame. I remember that I went like, so we were in Santa Barbara, so there's not a lot of stores. And I remember I took my friend, I like tried to wash his sheets and then like I put the spray and wash on it, but I put too much on. And so like it bleached then the spot <laughs> that was full of like that had blood and it wasn't that much. It was maybe like a quarter size, not that it matters anyways, but then it like bleached it and then I'm like, fuck, I got to buy him a new sheet. So then I like had to buy him a new sheet thinking that he wouldn't know that I bought him a new sheet because it was really close to the same color, but he totally knew. And like, this was a story that I literally carried with me for about a decade. I remember when I was in my first long-term relationship and my, like whenever I would, my boyfriend would want to, you know, make love to me or go down on me or whatever pleasure me and then I would tell him I was on my period and he'd be like he he wouldn't want to touch me anymore he wouldn't want to make love to me um but yet he still expected me to pleasure him and to be honest I think towards the end he didn't really care if I'm remembering correctly I mean I know I've had this story play out a lot like um I'm on my period men are like oh okay well do you still want to like suck my dick or do you still want to you know finish me off or like whatever the situation is and I remember feeling yeah that my period was always kind of like a more shameful time and it wasn't until let's say about the past year and a half that I started meeting men who really didn't give a fuck and I remember the first man who told me, like, you know, I was getting ready actually to leave to India. And it was, like, my last night in town. And he was, I was like, yeah, 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 I don't know. I'm, like, on my period. And I've been carrying around this fucking period shame for years. And um, he's like, he's like, what? Are you serious? He's like, I don't care. He's like, I'll go down on you. Like, I literally do not care. And I remember hearing that for the first time. And I remember, like, kind of how excited it got me like in all honesty like really you don't care like fuck how liberating and then I remember not taking him up on that because I still felt 
not fully aligned with the experience. And then I remember going to India that year and meeting a beautiful man and again being on my cycle and he's like, I do not give a shit. Like I could literally care less. And I remember I was finally like ready to like break through that barrier. And so I remember we ended up like having sex and it was amazing. And then we like got in the shower and showered off and we were both still like super charged. And he's like, I want you to sit on my face. And he like literally had me like sit on his face. And it was like, oh God, it was one of the sexiest things. Like it was so hot and so liberating and so fucking beautiful to feel that like majority of my shame, I thought all of my shame but the majority of my shame around my period and like it being dirty or disgusting or wrong or bad or whatever beginning to melt away and he was so like he was so into it like wow and the, and to be honest like I think we all know like the more your partner is into it like if they're really into it like dude it's like the quickest way to get fucking into it is when your partner is into it so that was really beautiful that was really beautiful and that was a really liberating experience to me and then I remember, um, yeah, it was so interesting because later on, like a, a month later, I was connecting with another man and I shouldn't have been on my period. Like I wasn't supposed to be on my period at all. And then all of a sudden it was the first time we connected sexually. And I remember he like pulled off the condom and it was like super bloody. I can't believe I'm talking about this on a podcast, but here I am. Like I'm deshamifying myself. This is great think about have whatever judgments think about whatever you want but this is my truth and I'm going to start sharing more of my truth because I think it's important to de-shameify ourselves so anyways he pulled off the condom and it was all bloody and then again I felt all this shame I'm like fuck I thought I moved through this shame shit like oh my god I'm sorry like shit I didn't I'm not supposed to be on my period oh I feel awkward I feel weird like you know and there's still this like slight contraction that comes in me when like all of a sudden I start bleeding and I'm not supposed to be bleeding like like I should have known you know like I have this shame story like I should know when it's coming well sometimes my body is just like out of whack and in this moment it was but I remember that night feeling a lot of shame and he wasn't fucking phased at all like the more and more empowered I become in my own body and my own sexuality, the more and more men I meet who are empowered and embodied in their sexuality and they never make me feel shame. If anything, they make me feel so fucking empowered and sexy no matter what I look or feel or smell or whatever, like, which is so goddamn liberating. And so all of you women out there listening, like, believe me, there are a lot of men who are embodied and who are embodied in their sexuality enough to make you feel like a queen regardless. And so then my, you know, period shame continued, the story, the journey continued. And I remember like hooking up with this, like I remember bleeding, there was about six weeks where I was bleeding almost consistently. I was having a lot of issues with my womb at that point in time. And then it kind of stopped. I was kind of worried about it. But then I went through this huge process, did a lot of emotional release. And um, then I think it kind of stopped. Like I think finally like it was coming to the point where I wasn't really bleeding much anymore. 
And I remember being in this tantric temple and I still had kind of this fear around bleeding and like being a little bit upset that like there was still some spotting and I didn't want to have my moon cup in because, you know, I just felt like that could maybe take away from some of my experiences and all of this stories. And I remember one of the women there, it was the first day of her moon cycle. And in her community, they celebrate women on the first day of their moon cycle. She's the princess. And whatever she wants on the first day, she asks for and she gets. And I remember hearing that and being like, damn, what a fucking beautiful way to like reframe the story of our period. And since then, you guys, like I must say that like men, I've seen men get anointed in period blood. Like I've seen like so much has happened, but I feel like it's important to share my shame journey, not only for those of you who may still also have shame journeys, maybe it's around your period or other things, but just because it's also liberating for me to share these stories. So, and I remember her sharing this story with me and me being like, damn, that's so fucking inspiring. And we were in a tantric temple and I remember another woman, we were all three, three of us women in the shower together. And I remember another woman was like, I have this desire and I would love for either me and Amanda to and Sia, this other beautiful soul, to worship either you, and she pointed to this other woman, or me and this other woman and this guy worship you, Amanda. And, I, and she had this like vision and this desire to like have this play experience where she would they would go down, like two people would go down on either me or this other woman. And I remember I was bleeding also that day, but I had shame around it. And so I said, you know, I was like, I think we should worship Esme. She's the princess. And I remember watching this experience with both this woman and this man pleasuring this other woman. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences. And it was one of the most healing experiences because everybody was getting pleasure. And there was no shame and there was no guilt. And the entire room, honestly, was getting pleasure from watching this experience because it was so fucking sacred and beautiful. So that released another layer of shame for me. And then I ended up connecting with a Tantra teacher later. And this was towards the end. And I remember we had this amazing orgasmic experience and... Oh, it was so incredible and I remember going in the shower and then realized I was fucking bleeding again and I'm like are you serious like I was like you know what fuck it I'm not even gonna care I'm not even gonna care about it because honestly like this man he's tantra teacher he can say no he can do whatever he wants I'm not even going to I'm not even gonna act like it's a big deal I'm not even gonna mention it because it's not a big deal and it's only a big deal if I make it a big deal and I remember that night having one of the most amazing sexual experiences I've had. Like, wow, I didn't even know my body could run that much sexual energy. And I remember not saying anything and just going with the flow. And I remember the next morning waking up and lo and behold, there was a little bit of blood on his sheets. And I knew I was bleeding, but I didn't make a big deal about it because I was tired of sharing that shame story. The next morning I felt fine 
I felt embodied and I felt like he's a fucking adult and he can deal with a little bit of blood and it's not that big of a deal unless I make it a big deal. And there was still a little lingering bit of shame. But truthfully, moving through that experience really helped de-shameify me. Embodying that. And then, <laughs> I thought I was over it. And the final kind of piece to de-shaming the story of my period being ashamed of my blood. I was at another beautiful experience and I had this desire and I spoke my desire out loud and my desire was to have two men go down on me and pleasure me together. And I was not supposed to be on my cycle and I had no idea until after the experience when I grabbed my underwear off the floor and saw that there was a little bit of blood in them that I had just called on these two men to pleasure me. And indeed, I bled that day. And this was the final time that I allowed myself to have any sort of a contraction around my blood because neither of these men said anything, nor did they quench, nor did they act any different, and maybe they didn't even know. I didn't. I didn't know and I allowed myself to be fully taken in with pleasure in ways that I never really would have imagined possible. And as I moved through that experience on that final time, and I really allowed myself to sit in what my mind wanted to contract around. And I just sat in the openness and the bliss and the pleasure and the experience that was a gift to us all. It's when I finally realized that there is no need to have a contraction around my blood. In fact, a lot of women, and I've done a lot of work with my blood since all of these stories. I mean, this was a span of history, let's say over the last 10 years that I just condensed down into some experiences. And a lot of them happened in, let's say, the last year. But I felt really inspired, you know, in sharing this because I feel like there's a lot of women who have had shame around their blood I mean, shame around it leaking through, shame around being sexual, shame around having pleasure, shame around whatever it is. I mean, in the last year, I've done a lot of work with my own blood and ritual and ceremony, and it's actually really healthy and full of minerals. And that's another story for another podcast, and you can research it if you want to. But I feel that there's a lot of shame that we hold around embodying our fullest expression of our pleasure and our sexuality and our bodily functions and fluids. And I'd like to start sharing more of my experiences so that I can not only de-shameify myself 
but also help create space for any others who may have contractions around any shame they may be carrying that they no longer need to. I continue to want to share these stories not only for women but for men as well so that they can begin to feel what it feels like from the other side. Both me as a woman sharing this story and the other men who have stepped up in different ways to support me in embodying myself more fully. I choose to share these stories so that both men and women begin to see and feel into what's possible when we let go of the stories that we've been taught or told to believe to be true. There is no need to shame yourself, regardless of who you are, where you are on your path, and exploring your sexual expression, your authentic expression. I hope that in the next episodes and as this podcast continues to grow and to expand that more and more of myself I can reveal on this podcast and more of these experiences I can share with you so that we can begin to de-shamify our story around sex and sexuality and all the aspects to which we keep ourselves stuck instead of in an expanded state of consciousness based upon stories that have been sold to us that may or may no longer serve us. So as I share this podcast, I feel no shame. And I feel really grateful for that. And energetically and verbally and vibrationally, I'm just thanking all of the men who have showed up and helped me de-shameify myself who have stepped in and leaned in and showed up and honored me and all parts of me in all ways and all shapes and all sizes and all colors and all flavors. And I invite any man who may be creating a story or turning up his nose or any woman who may be doing the same to dive a little deeper and ask where it comes from. Our judgments are powerful tools that often keep us away from experiencing so much pleasure, bliss, and expansion. So I want to thank you for being a container to where I can express myself authentically and vulnerably. And I appreciate you for showing up and for listening. I look forward to hearing any ideas, feedback, or stories that you may have Please know that anything you share with me is 100% confidential. And if this resonates with you in any ways, please share it or share with me the impact it's made on you. And maybe even if you have ideas or stories that you'd like me to help bring myself or other people on to de-shameify, I invite you to do so. Now it's about 1am in Amsterdam and way past my bedtime, so I'm going to Take this as a good night story, and I will see you next time on the Driven for Purpose podcast. Ciao. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. 
If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.